What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Good Tuesday. Good Tuesday and a happy noon. Happy noon o'clock. Can you lift your chair up a little bit? It's all the way up. No, stop. Yeah. Stop. It's all the way up. We're all the way up. Nothing can stop me. We're all the way up. Do you guys see this? I brought a Josephine to the party. Ooh, down below, Josephine. Do you see? Wow, she's really coming in strong. It's my rat tail. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for joining us. Today's Q&A day, um, and it's going to be a great conversation. Yes, but before we get to answering your questions, you guys, last week we've had a community builder challenge. And like we've mentioned and promised, the two folks who have have taken the most amount of action will be rewarded, obviously, for um, spending their time inviting more people. So for one, for anybody who participated, we appreciate you for, you know, really showing through your action, your level of gratitude. Um, But today we want to recognize the two performers who have taken the most amount of action with regards to that. Before we mention your names, I just want to say thank you for you guys in advance for, for doing this. You guys, you know, we show up every day relentlessly, relentlessly because we believe that this world is sleeping and it needs to be woken up. Now, of course, we will keep on doing our part, but two people by themselves can only do so much. And of course, thank you to our team. It's not just two people. It is also our team. But let's say even if it is, um, you know, like 11 people, we can only do so much. So, you know, before we get into today's conversation, if you find value from any of the answers that we will be providing you guys today, just, you know, Hit, hit the share button and just share it with, even if it's just one person. You guys, an impact of many begins with one. Okay, but let's get right to it. So like we said, second place is going to get the Exendarian sample box. First place is going to get the In Motion box. You know, the Exendurance products are products that we take in our day-to-day life. They help us, you know, aside from our nutrition and recovery and the fitness that we do to make sure that we stay on top of our game and that everything's feel good. So we want to share it with you guys. Um, anyways, that being said, second place has invited 64 people, Miss Angela Brown. <laughs> Congratulations, Angela. And first job, place, Angela. First place has invited 207 people. And that is Miss Tawny Lammer. Tawny, I've like I've seen you everywhere recently. So a huge congratulations with regards to that. Once again, you guys, thank you so much. You guys watching this live, uh, you know, go ahead and congratulate them. But When you watch this, Angela and Tawny, just make sure to email admin at erinandsarit.com. We're going to need 
your full name, your current physical address, and your email so that we'll be able to send you the sample box and the in motion box. And for you, Tani, for the in motion box, there's there is a couple of options of what you can she receive. Knows. She knows. I know that knows. she knows, but you know, just tell we us what you want in your in your in motion box. And congratulations, you guys. For those of you who participated, thank you so much. Um, you know, just next time you will have an opportunity. We will have another one of these coming up. Ashley said she's month. emailing you guys now. <laughs> she's so good. I love it. Okay, great. Now let's get right to it. Okay. All right. Question number one today comes from our friend, Angela B. In from Tacoma. Tacoma. So one thing that we know is she lives in Tacoma, Washington. Um, do you ever stop craving all the bad food, sweets, junk food, fast food? Do you want to answer your part first? Nope. Now, let me tell you a story. Back in the earlier days of my personal training career, I would hang around the trainers who I felt were really more on a mission to help people, serve people who had their own stories. I would kind of just hang around them as and see them as my mentors. And there was this one, I remember having a conversation with her. Her name was Megan. She's older than me. She had a couple kids, you know, but we thought on the same kind of wavelength and I admired her. She could do pull-ups like nobody's business. She was shredded. I was, I didn't know how she could do 35 pound overhead presses. Um, how much? 35 pounds. But when okay. I was like, you know, eight years ago to me, that was like, wow, mm-hmm. maybe 10 years actually. Anyways, I remember being at her house and, you know, she had also struggled with disordered eating patterns. And she told me, she told me the, the feeling never goes away. You just get better at managing it. And I'll never forget that. And I know that I've said that in this community a few times because it's the truth. And at first, when I heard that, I was like, oh, you're kidding me. Like, I'm always going to have these obsessive thoughts. I'm always going to have these feelings. I'm always going to like have these cravings. I'm always going to think this way. And I remember feeling like, wow, that sucks. But now that I've lived through it, it really is the truth. You still... And I would say they lessen to a degree for sure. But if you're a human and you have hormonal, you know, I want to say like differences in your hormone balance at certain times, especially for women, like during certain times of the month, then that simply chemically is going to cause certain kind of cravings that happen. And, you know, so they don't go away, but they can decrease via your consistency and your mindset. And also you do get very much better at managing them. You know, you don't feel like you have to give in to them. It's like you have so much more control than over, over the cravings and over those feelings than they have over you, right? So the ratio kind of changes. At one point, it was like cravings, um, ability to overcome. And it was, like, it, it was like a win if I got one day that I didn't binge eat. Just nonsense, unnecessary. And, you know, over time, the more consistent I was, the more days I showed up, even if I fell, even if I failed, even if I tripped, as long as I kept getting back up and the ratio just keeps getting better and better. Now it's like, now it's like the craving, the desire and my ability to overcome. So it's taken some time, but you have to know there is hope. But I would say, no, it doesn't go away completely. At least it hasn't for me. I'm thinking 
Like I'm thinking way deep. I can hear it. I'm like, I'm like, have I gone really better at managing it or has it gone away? It's either of those, because I, I will tell you this, that at this point either in time or both, it could be either of those. I'm, I'm not sure. And I will tell you why, because at this point in time, I'm so driven by my habit that, you know, when I have, I would say I have a craving necessarily, but do I think about food that's not going to help me to get to my goals? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> last night in my dream, so I, I really, really like donuts. I really do. And I had, you a, had a donut dream and you didn't even tell me about it. Well, because I think I was trying to ignore it, but Ooh. now that we're talking about it, you're going to tell the world I, before you even told me I, about the donut dream. Well, it's just, it's irrelevant. <laughs> what am I, I'm not going to act up on those dreams. I'm going to act up on the dreams that are going to help me to get ahead. But anyways, I dreamt about a massive donut and it was me and a few other people. And we were literally taking a knife and cutting it in pieces because it was just like this massive donut. And I had basically like donut a, a donut piece that's the size of an entire like cake with frosting and like all the these things. are Yeah. And like, you know, like give me an eighth of that donut. Yeah. The size of two cakes. But again, like I, so That's like when, when these thoughts come around, like you guys, let's say if you walk across the street and there is a pizza place and like you smell the pizza and it looks good, like you can't not stop and think about it. It's, it's impossible. But because my wiring nowadays is, is it going to help you get closer to your goals? No. Will you regret it tomorrow? Most likely, yes. If so, do you want to act upon it? No. Okay, move on. So because this is my habit now, like this, you know, like a uh, behavioral process, it's just it's ignored. Like when there is a thought, I wouldn't say like I have a craving because I don't want it. But do I think about it every once in a while? Absolutely. But I choose to not act upon it. I saw some questions. I'm like, okay, how do you like get better at how do you overcome it? And there's a few things. Look, so along my journey, it's tri it was trial and error. You know, I would try something. Sometimes it worked. Really, the major, major thing is that you're focusing on being better than you were the last time. Even if it's a sliver better, it's still better. You're still moving the right direction. So, you know, we had tried things like, I know when you would have a craving, you would like take a shower and brush your teeth. So you'd feel really refreshed. And you're like, why would I want it? fill my mouth with garbage when it's like really fresh and minty and mm -hmm. whatever, you know, you can um, distract yourself with some kind of movement, go for a walk. You can, you know, eat just a snack that's better than whatever it is that you're craving. You know, there's so many different variations of things that I, I like to have beverages in the house that are not just plain water. You'll see me often drinking soda water. Because for me, there's something about it that's exciting more so than water. Uh, we have Fit Aids. We drink Fit Aids. Um, I make rules for myself, though, if I want to treat myself to a Fit Aid or if I want to treat myself to a... Uh, there's these things that we get um, that are called... The brand is Suja, and it's called Lemon Love or something like that. Um, it's made with stevia. It uh, has like cayenne and lemon. It's kind of like a lemonade, like a little bit of a spicy lemonade, like... I'll treat myself to those if I've had a certain amount of water throughout the day. 
you know, so it encourages me to drink water. And then at the same time, I'm like focusing. Sometimes it's simply an oral fixation that you're looking for. It's putting something in your mouth. Sometimes we just, that is the activity we crave more than the food is putting something in your mouth, the texture, the activity, all of that. So if you can replicate um, a texture for me, it's a soda water and the activity, then, you know, you can curb certain things. Now you have to also understand that you're not going to be perfect and there's going to be moments where you fall short, but it's, you know, what is my focus? Do I actually have goals that I've set my sights on that are going to help me to remember why I'm saying no to something or yes to something? Um, do I have accountability with these decisions? You know, I will say like one of the things that really helped people overcome our inner circle program, if you haven't heard about it, like Brittany White made a comment, recovering chocoholic and something else. And like Reese's something, peanut butter cups or something like that. And, you know, it's, we very much focus on just being better than being better than, and, and every time you focus on choosing something that's better than the last thing, you know, if it's chocolate free, if it's a Reese's peanut butter cup, okay, then maybe this time it's like a 70% dark chocolate, you know, or just something that's a little bit better than the time before. Um, and having a system to manage like, okay, well, how much of this am I going to allow myself to consume? Maybe there's something I tell myself I need to do in order to earn it. Mm. You know, okay, I will allow myself to have XYZ once I've completed this or that or done, you know, whatever. Um, and it's still going to be better then. So that way it, you don't feel as much guilt um, because you had anticipated it. You know, if you're eating candy every single day, then eating candy six days a week is a progression. Mm -hmm. You know, and you might not think that like, oh, that everybody's like, I want to cut sugar. I got to cut it out. I got to cut it. And you do until you don't. And then you eat like double the amount that you would have if you would have just like said, okay, I'm going to cut two days out this week. I will allow myself what I would normally do except for two days this week. Progress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If we can think in those terms, we can be so much better off five years down the road than doing. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about this question a little deeper and I was just dissecting the word craving. And why I would say that I don't have cravings anymore, because the way that I see it, a craving is a thought along with a desire. Now, do I have thoughts about donuts, about pizza? Yes, I do. But I don't desire to have it because of my behavioral patterns. Now, I'm, I'm never going to say never because I'm sure there will be one day when the experience is just going to be awesome and I will have that desire, but I don't crave it because I don't desire it because what I desire is to get better at everything that I do. And I see a donut or a pizza as a liability. It's going to weigh me down. It's going to weigh my thoughts down. It's going to weigh down my productivity today and the next day. It's going to weigh down the impact that I want to make on myself, on others. And it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. So I don't have that desire. Do I have that thought? Yes. Last night, I dreamt about sharing a, mass a massive donut donut cake, but you know, like what shapes your thoughts? Okay. So for the most part, you have control over your thoughts, but sometimes you don't because we have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. 
Okay. But consciously what shapes your thoughts is your environment, right? Like if you, if you pass like a pizza joint, that's right across the street, you're going to think about a pizza because it's in your environment. If somebody who is in your space is eating a cookie, you're going to think about a cookie. You know, if you're scrolling through Instagram and you're looking at food porn, you're going to be thinking about like, you know, the cheese that's dangling off the pizza or like the jelly that spills out of the donut or whatever. However, we also have our subconscious mind and our subconscious mind, whether you are aware of it or not, has picked everything that we've come across from the day that we're born until today. And we don't have as much control over the thoughts that come from our subconscious mind. But if you want to have better control over your thoughts with regards to food, because that's a part of the craving equation, then you need to make sure that your environment is in better alignment with regards to where you want to go. So for example, if you're going to have cookies at home, chances are that you're going to think about cookies more often than not than somebody who doesn't. You know, if you're going to have pizza in your fridge, chances are that you're going to be thinking about eating this pizza um, a lot more than somebody who doesn't. And this is exactly why Aaron and I don't keep shit food at home. For the mere fact that we are literally doing mental protection. Like we, it's like we we're wearing a condom for our minds. We're like, bitch, you ain't allowed. Because we know that for us, it's not, it's not, it's not about the calories. It's about what is it going to do to us for the rest of the day and for the rest of the week? It's going to weigh us down. So, you know, like you want to have better control over your cravings, I would say have better control of your thoughts. So like if you currently like on your social media, like follow apps that show you like incredible food and these things go on, follow that shit. Go on, follow it because it's, it's, it's mental infiltration of toxicity. Wow. It's mental infiltration of toxicity. Yeah. It's toxic mental. It's toxic thoughts. It's, it's thoughts that hold you down. You know, if you have people in your environment that are just like careless, I mean, your level of tolerance, you know, is in alignment with the results that you're going to get. But I will tell you this, that. I do not tolerate that shit around me, like whatsoever. It's like radars everywhere, everywhere. Like, why? Why is it that countries have borders, but we don't have borders in my, in our in our minds? I have borders in my mind because I'm aware to of control the environment. Yes, because I'm aware of how it could bring me down, and I know how I operate when I'm in a good state, and I also know what happens. When I'm being triggered, just like, you know, there, there's no, um, I don't know what the word, what word I was going to use. Um, but then again, also, like if you have shit food around your house, toss that shit out, toss it out. And if you're like, I feel bad about tossing it out because it's me tossing money out. Guess what? Would you rather toss it down your, your pie hole or toss it down the trash? If you, you're gonna throw you're gonna throw the money away either way. You might as well throw the money away and invest in your health. I mean, if you think it should go in the trash, but you eat it because you're like, oh, I got I don't want to waste it. It's still a waste. It's just either going in the garbage can or you're becoming the garbage can. Yeah, Ooh, out of sight, out of mind. It's crazy. 
just literally a week or two ago, we were cleaning stuff and um, there was something on a shelf. Or I was trying to put something on a shelf where we don't normally put things and something was blocking it. And I was like, ah, oh, what is that? And I reached up and it was these um, dark chocolate, like semi-sweet dark chocolate pieces that like sometimes we used to make dark chocolate and we would like freeze oh, the little for the, for the ice cream that would make. Oh yeah, that's right. So I found the the bag of the semi-sweet chocolate and I literally almost opened it. I was like, Ooh, some of these would be good right now. And I was like, what am I doing? I, this was not even a thought in my mind two seconds ago because I didn't even know this shit was up here. And I, I did, I threw it back up there and I didn't need any, but, but imagine if you know, literally every time you open a cupboard, something staring you in the face, there's no way you're going to win. You'll lose that battle every time because we're human and we see things and we want an instant gratification. We're like, ah, it's literally at my fingertips. Yes. I would like to be instantly satisfied. But would you like, do you want to continue to be instantly satisfied to be chronically dissatisfied? I felt that one coming out of me too. I was like, this is going to be good. (laughs) Do you want to be regularly instantly gratified so that you can be chronically dissatisfied? It's the society that we live in, you guys. And then there will be the conversation of, but it's for my kids. Great. Are they the garbage can? Just so you know, if you're saying that this is for my kids, like, I hope that you are taking full ownership for the fact that if your kids grow up to be sugar or salt addicts, that your action has something to do with it. Like, this sounds harsh, but this is really true. Because think, think about all the species in the world versus the human race. No species is evolutionarily designed to be obese. But why is it that when we go to the beach, I see so many little boys whose boobs are bigger than mine? Like, it breaks my heart because it's not even the kid's fault. It's the parent's fault. It's the parent's shitty habits that expose the kid to becoming like an addict to all that shit before he even hit puberty. Now, that kid is going to be shy. That kid is going to be made fun of. That kid is going to have all these negative thoughts about him not being, you know, good enough. He's probably going to then like start abusing alcohol and drugs to like fixate his mind. He'll be told that he's ADD, that he's got anxiety because how can you not when all the kids around you are telling you that you look like a girl? This is, this will be really hard for parents to hear if they're in this situation. But know that, you know, children, I I really feel the most for because they are dependent. They're called dependent for a reason. Yeah. You know, and so whereas adults, we have choices and we know, uh, well, a lot of adults don't understand that their actions are choices. But as kids, we, we can't yet until a certain age really comprehend that we have choices or that especially or hold on or that there are you know uh consequences be it positive negative whatever to each one of our decisions and you know when we are not old enough to get a job to make money to buy food for ourselves we are actually dependent and so you know i feel the most and really we're just we want to help it's like you know I've, we've heard so many times, you know, oh, well, my kids eat that. And I'm like, but why? Like, you're like, you are the leader 
you're the leader of the family. But, you know, if you have a hard time leading yourself, then you will definitely have a hard time leading other people. And so we have to understand we have responsibility. And however you choose to live your life is absolutely 100% however you choose. We are not here to tell you how you have to do it. But if you're listening to this show and you are um, and you are aspiring to be a better human being, a healthier person, you know, if you want to lose weight, if you want to feel better, if you want to be more energized, if you're here for that reason, then yes, this is for you with a, an extreme desire to help make a change because way too many people are sick that don't need to be sick. And, you know, we're here to help either with the solution or the prevention, you know? So I don't even know how we got onto this, but I was thinking, look like, okay, the question that I had was, does subconscious activity drive action or does the subconscious activity have to first become conscious before a decision is made? Subconscious activity drives action for but sure. If, but if it's subconscious, then you're unaware. So this will be awareness of what is happening in your mind, awareness of your thoughts. When you make a decision, stop for a second and analyze, why did I make that decision? What drove me to do this? You know, where did that come from? Because there's so many times you smell something, you go in the movie theater and you smell popcorn. You're like, now I want popcorn. They do that on purpose, by the way. They do that on purpose. Yeah. I want to, I want to add a couple more things and, you know, I'm seeing some of your guys' comments and, you know, like I, I want to say that, man, I love this community so much. And if you can relate to this with regards to your kids, like know that, you know, through your actions, just like whatever happened to them up till now, like you can also cultivate a change. And the reason why we have these conversations on Espresso is because we are, what we care to do is to make an impact. And if we care to make an impact, then we understand also that it is our duty and obligation to bring up conversations or cultivate thought that might be uncomfortable. Because this is exactly why society is the way it is. People are asleep. People are rotten. Why? Because like they're infiltrating their minds, especially their subconscious minds, with things that do not drive any positivity in their lives. So everybody's becoming a walking, talking addict of some kind of chemical who is like, you know, like dependent on the convenience of technology nowadays. It's crazy. I want to bring up this comment because it's going to hit home. You know, my sister's like, oh, but they want sugar. If you keep giving it to them, they're always going to want it. You know, kids are the greatest salespeople in the world. And also they always want it because they're, they're <laughs> addicted. Hold on. They will kick and they'll scream. I've been there. I've been a kid. Anybody in here been a kid? Anybody been a kid once? Were you so unreasonable with your parent about something because you wanted it so bad? Like all of us, I guarantee you, whether you can like recollect that thought or not, at some point in your life, you wanted something so bad, you were completely unreasonable and probably screamed your brain off for it. Mm -hmm. Now that's tough. I would imagine in a parent situation, I can only compare it to me being a dog mom and Callie not sleeping on the bed right now because she still go, she still can't hold her pee all the time. And so it doesn't always happen outside. 
So she, there's a rule I made, cannot go on the bed until she can hold it long enough to not go in the house. So when she's in her little crate thing at night, it's not a crate, it's like a big old gate room and she's crying, it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I'm like, I just want to let her on the bed. But if you give in to that, then you are creating a monster. Now, at the same time, you know, there's just a lot of people who have, like I said, if you're not a good leader of yourself, you're not going to be a good leader of anybody else. So it starts with us and we can do our best to inspire people and you can do your best to inspire whoever's around you, be it kids. Maybe you don't have kids, but maybe you have, maybe it's your parents, maybe it's your siblings, maybe it's your best friend. You know, you can do your best to inspire them through your own action, through your own activity, through your own results. When you tell somebody they have to do something, most of the time we're just too stubborn as humans to want to do it. But if somebody sees the results you're getting, they will invite themselves to say, what are you doing? That is your opportunity. Now, as a leader of anyone, there's a reason that leaders are called leaders and followers are called followers because the followers learn from the leaders. If Sari and I are the leaders of this community, you'll follow us. That's why we're here. But our, our, our hope and dream is that you become the best leader you can be to you. So you have your own community, be it one person or a thousand people, doesn't matter. You can lead them well through your own example, through your own life that you're truly happy about. And that starts it all like... Everything falls on leadership. Yeah. You know, everything rises and falls on leadership. So, you know, we have to just understand that we have a responsibility. There's people watching and the younger the person, the more they're going to mimic, the more they're going to repeat actions that they see. You ever seen the videos of a parent doing like burpees and the kid is like copying them? That is how life goes. As kids, we don't know shit. So we just mimic what we see because we're like, wow, if you're big and you're doing that, like it's logical, you're doing that thing. And and I like, I look up to you because you take care of me and you feed me and you know, you clothe me and you tuck me in at night and you read me a bedtime story. I look up to you. So I'm going to copy what you do. So we have to be mindful of the things that we're doing and what we're portraying. The younger the person, the, the more crucial it is, or the, the more they're going to absorb. So, yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, you know, being, being overweight and being obese, like I said, like I see that as a global pandemic and it's only going to get worse and worse, but we are the only species that struggles with that. So, you know, like if you have a bigger worldview, take a second and just like, look around you, like Look at the, I mean, here in Florida, there's just so much wildlife. It's insane. Like there is lizards, there's frogs, there is whatever. But it's like the only time you see another species, sometimes you see it with dogs, sometimes you see it with cats that are overweight. Why is that? It's because of their owner's habits. Their owners are overfeeding them shit. And, you know, the reason why childhood obesity is such a problem is because Kids have no choice but to be in your environment. So all of that gets infiltrated to them. The only time you see in other species, them being overweight, it's because they had an exposure to a human who had bad habits. 
But if you look at the deer, if you look at the alpacas, if you look at donkeys, if you look at the horses, they're all like, if you look at the cows, they're all like insanely strong and muscular. The only ones that are like fat, like the, you know, bears and the um, sea cows, that is for survival reasons because the fat keeps them warm. But really and truly, like our human body was designed to be fit AF. We were all designed to be strong ass motherfuckers, like looking ripped and shredded. In fact, that is exactly how we looked like thousands of years ago. But now things are becoming convenient. The norm is becoming to, you know, um, just basically feed yourself food that comes from boxes and packages and all these things. And normally, like the more convenient something is, the less perishable it is. The less perishable it is, the more likely it's going to get you closer to the sickness model instead of the health model. And that's why, you know, a lot of times you hear the same people who say, I don't have time to work out, also be overweight because what they're looking for is convenience. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. You guys, like once you start to understand it, you're just like, whoa, I need to put borders everywhere. Because when I, when I have literally a one minute conversation with somebody, I can tell everything about them. I can tell how much money they have in their bank account. I can tell, you know, whether they're in a happy relationship. I can tell whether they're depressed. I can tell when they're on the verge of wanting to take away their life. And that's not to put a two, to toot my horn or anything, but that's because there's patterns. And once you understand that pattern, you can start seeing how everything is intertwined. You can make a lot of assumptions in 60 seconds. Yeah. But we, we, can, we understand that we can often be wrong. So within those assumptions, I like to either confirm or deny via mm-hmm. questions, yep. via curiosity, you know, but there is language that like oftentimes what somebody says is not even what I hear. I'm like reading between all the lines, just in the language. You can say one sentence and it can tell me that I can presume X, Y, and Z about how you live your life simply based off of your language, you know? And I just, I just want people to know that we've gone so, so deep into this one question. It's so good. Like this, we like to dive deep. You know, this is what like makes conversations worthwhile. Diving yeah. deep. The other thing that I thought about too is like reading some of the comments about, you know, parents bribing their kids to behave well by giving mm. them what they want. So now is it is it any like suspicion that the would it be the millennial generation? Like we're the millennials. We are. What's the next one? Gen Z, I think. Gen something. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but it's like when I don't like when I don't get what I want, I just cry about it rather than do something about it. I don't even think it's just that generation. I think it's I think it's most people. I, Look, when there's I don't, nothing wrong with a reward system. Hold on. When I don't get what I want, but what's the intention of the reward? Exactly. Right? When I don't get what I want, I'd rather complain about it than find a solution. That's how most of the world operates. Now, most are unaware that they even do that. Mm-hmm. So we have these conversations because if you're listening and that's you and go, oh shit, it's not an attack to you. 
it's like a little nice wake up call, like a nudge, like, yoo-hoo. because once you realize this, once you realize you're just like, if somebody just is a uh, complaining all the time about something, making excuses for things and you realize shit, I could spend this energy finding a solution. Like now you have power. Now you have control. If you're going to complain, 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 you're literally out of control, wasting your energy and wasting the most precious resource. Every second that goes away, goes away for good. It's gone. We are mortal. And it's like, uh, all we want is just wake up. You have choices, which is amazing. You have power in your awareness, which is amazing. You can have, um, you, when you take ownership, you realize that you can actually move forward because when you own something, you can make decisions about it. I own this house. I'm going to bust down the wall. But if you don't own the house, you get penalized for busting down the wall. So you feel limited. You feel restricted. Mm -hmm. If you don't take ownership, you don't own you. You don't own you, which means you can't make decisions. Most people don't realize if you don't own you, you can't make decisions for you. Most people don't realize that the government owns them. And we live in a democratic country. Only, 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 only if we're numb. Exactly. And most people are numb. Wake up. Not this community. Wake up. Not this community. Not you guys. But most people are. And this is the power of this community. Because once you see all of it the way it is, you're like, shit. Those people are my homies and I'm kind of concerned about everybody else, how they're eating, how they're thinking, how they're living, how they're wasting away their life rather than investing it in their future. Make one decision today that you know is your own decision. Take ownership today of something that happened to you and realize it happened because of you Mm -hmm. and then choose to spend just a little bit energy on how you can have control over a solution that you want rather than having a solution by default that you don't want. Mm -hmm. That's your challenge today. All of this, all of this from do the sugar cravings ever go away? That was a great conversation. I think Q&A days are my favorite. (laughs) Thanks you guys for helping us to cultivate thought. Um, But in all seriousness, If you found value from today's conversation, you already know what to do. Just go ahead and share it with one person. And you know what? Today's conversation, if you share it, you might be criticized for it. And if you will, that's great because that's an alarm that there's people in your life that you need to put borders with. Or inspire. Yeah. Or both. Either or, but you know, if you found value in this, we'll be eternally grateful. If you would please, um, you know, do yourself the favor of, you know, creating in your own ecosystem, more alignment so that you can live a better, more fulfilled life. That being said, you guys go and have yourself an amazing day. It is Tuesday. So let's rock and roll. We will see you guys tomorrow at noon bye thank you for listening to espresso with erin and sari on your way out be sure to check out our website erinandsari.com to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff
And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.